up. My nigga, this is dedication. This is anti-hesitation. It's a real nigga celebration. It's a dime block declaration. 59th and 5th Ave, granny house with vanilla wafers. It's the remedy to separation. Tupac of my generation. Blue pill in the fucking matrix. Red rose in the gray pavement. Young black nigga trapped and he can't change it. No, he a genius, he just can't claim it. Cause they left him no platform to explain it. He frustrated, so he get faded. But deep down inside, he know you can't fade him. How long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation? I need some real nigga reparations. Or I run up in your bank just for recreation. Dedication. Yeah, man. Y'all know what it is. This is your boy Watts, man. Coming to you live in the rap, man. We had to bring in and put in a moment of silence right there, man, because y'all know what it is, man. We had to give a moment of silence, and we're going to let y'all know, man, that we're going to dedicate this one to the boy Nipsey, man. Rest in heaven, man. Your legacy going to live on, man. And uh, on behalf of the Locker Room Banter podcast crew, we'd like to go ahead and say welcome to the Locker Room Banter, where the ladies are always welcome. This is your boy Watts coming to you live and direct here from the studio in ATL, Georgia. I got my dogs on the line, man, too, man. Holla at the folk, bro. Most definitely, most definitely. R.I.P. Hustle, man. Legend in the making. So many big things. But uh, this is your boy, Anwar, a.k.a. Plus Two, a.k.a. Big Pluco. Uh, let me go ahead and tell y'all where y'all can find me on social media. On Instagram, it's AnwarW underscore 357. That's A-N-W-A-R-W underscore 357. And I'm not on Facebook at the moment. But, um, yeah, Dre, talk to him. Yeah, it's your boy Dre, a.k.a. Drizzy, Dre, a.k.a. Rest in peace to a real one, Nipsey Hussle. Aramis Astagon, the one and only. Um, you can holler at your boy on just underscore Dre underscore LRB, but don't worry about it because I ain't been on that bitch in a while. So, yeah. Let's do this, fellas. What type of podcast is this where niggas ain't even on social media? And this nigga Ann Wilder follow my lead know, and right? jumped off of Facebook and Dre ass ain't on <laughs> yeah. shit. Like, what the hell are we y'all having a podcast for? And we ain't on shit. And, yeah, hey, I'll be, <laughs> be back on uh, Facebook probably next while I'm off Facebook. I'm taking a, a binge again. Well, not a binge. I'm taking a hiatus from there just for a minute to get some things straightened out. But it's not long term like it was before. You just, just was talking shit about me deleting my Facebook last week, last episode. Yeah. And now you're on here. <laughs> but you deactivated my shit. All I did was delete the app. So if people still can Terrible, communicate man. that. I just don't know what they're talking about until I get back. Terrible, you went on a deactivation, man. which means you got to start from scratch if you want to get back in. I don't got to start from scratch. I just don't want to be on that bitch. But anyways, I'm man. Saying, if you this is, to get this back is your on, boy Watts, man. Gonna... You can hit your boy Watts up on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> at Watts number four. That's W A T T S. Number four on both Instagram and Twitter, man. So, yeah, man, as y'all already know, man, this sad news that we've been through over the month of April so far, man. Um, shoot, the boy Nipsey Hussle, man, uh, the late, great Nipsey Hussle, who um, went through some uh, a tragic event, uh, I guess. Uh, I don't know exactly the date or whatever, but one of his homeboys, um, not one of his homeboys, a fellow gang member, Crip gang member, um, fatally shot him. Um, in, the, in the parking lot of his own store as he was going to get gifts um, for a friend who just recently got released from uh, prison and he was mm-hmm. trying to get that friend um, some some clothes and everything, man. Um, Dre, man, go ahead and give the full background. I know I'm kind of messing it up a little bit, man, but I think it's something oh, still affected about it a little bit, but, you know, you could give the details behind it and everything. Let's go. Uh, where do I start? So as far as we're concerned, um, uh, we'll talk about the greatness of Nipsey Hussle in a minute, but in terms of what Watts is saying, uh, Nipsey Hussle, shout out to his store real quick to hook his homeboy who just recently got home from doing a bid with some clothes and some things of that nature. And the store which he frequents, which he owns and frequents, um, it's, it's conflicting stories. The first story that everyone initially heard was that this guy was supposedly a snitch, known snitch in the neighborhood. And Nipsey politely told him, you know, it's not a good idea to be around. And then they said, Buddy came back and shot him. But then there's another story saying that Buddy uh, went to Nipsey, shook his hand and said he's a rapper. So it's real. It's it, Then there was a driver and everything. It, it's it's real hard and confusing to, to like figure out what the hell is going on. And so um, he got shot six times. They said he shot him, ran, realized there was no one shooting back, went, shot him again. Then he kind of looked around. And then that's when he shot him 
he finished him off and kicked him, made sure he was dead. All right, man. So to, let's go ahead and talk about to the point, uh, Dre talking about the conflicting stories. So the conflicting story, I don't think the part about the rapper is true because this is somebody that he already knew mm-hmm. and somebody that he already has photos with. So I don't think that rapper part is true. Um, to the point where it came where, you know, he politely told him, you know, you need, you know, you shouldn't be around here. You know, you, you a snitch. You shouldn't be around here. That's what I've heard. That's what I'm going mm-hmm. with. Um, I felt like, you know, he got upset, felt some type of way, walked off, came back, and then they shot him, shot him, and then they said that he they heard Nipsey still talking, so he came back and shot him again. And then that's when you see on, on the surveillance video, video where he shot him and kicked him as he ran out um, to where uh, a young lady was waiting for him uh, and drove off in the getaway car. The young lady supposedly didn't know what was going on because she wasn't necessarily around. She was just around the corner. And she said she just, you know, was just picking him up, and the police ended up letting her go because they believed that she didn't really know what was happening at the time. Um, the individual wow. who shot the individual, Eric Holder, Mr. Eric Holder, um, who also known as Little Shit, I think it's Little Shit. Yeah, Shitty Cuz. Shitty Cuz. Shitty Cuz. Shitty Cuz. Good job, um, plus two. Was also um, had also got caught. By going to a mental facility, uh, I think he was mm-hmm. going to a mental. He went to a turn mental rehab place to turn himself, not necessarily to turn himself in, but that's. They said that he went there to go try to get help, but then they said that he went to go turn himself in um, later on because uh, it's a setup for okay. a, a. I found this on the web, but when did Helen Dennis Yeah, watch <laughs> what the hell is you doing over there? Siri, Siri jumped in trying to Siri, talk. Siri, to Siri, 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 Siri is out here trying to. Um, you know, do some some investigating. I guess I don't know. That would sound but like. anyways, the per- he went to a mental facility, um, and then you know tried to get some help or whatever. But they end up calling the and turning himself in, or somebody called the police on him, and he ended up turning himself in. Um, there is a conspiracy behind that later on that we're gonna get into. But I do want to sit here and say um, that y'all got to stop with all the other conspiracies that y'all was out here creating, man. Y'all were getting on my yeah. goddamn nerves with that shit, man. I'm but, trying to tell you, there was a lot. I mean, I've even heard one more story. Like you said, if you want to add to the stories, we've all heard something different, which means there's probably a numerous amount of them going around. The one I heard, which was stupid, too, was uh, he was trying to um, he was a known crip, but his, uh, you know, 60s gang crips weren't really messing with him. Like everyone said, because he was known to be a snitch. But what he was trying to do was jump aboard with the Bloods. The Bloods was about to take him. Now, back up from there, I ain't never heard nobody trans over from Crypt of Blood and it'd be like, oh, we'll take you over here. Like, you mean, like, that? You, this isn't... you mean your boy Baby did it? Did it? Birdman? Birdman was a Crip? It <laughs> <laughs> went from Crypt to Blood. <laughs> See? But I mean, I'm saying, like, this ain't no damn fraternity, no offense to the Greeks, but I mean, you know how some of them, they might say they want to do this and they'll try another one or whatnot. But nah, I mean, this is uh, something that you've, you know, pledged to. You know, you've probably done some stuff to be initiated into, but. Story conspiracy conspiracy what is it called conspiracy story number three would be him trying to be initiated into the Bloods and that was what they told him to do like go touch Nipsey more or less and then that was how we that's how we show your loyalty to us because obviously they ain't fucking with you but if you really want to get down with us like that this what you got to do you know what I'm saying and then they were saying that that's on YG like YG got to eat that one too because if you know YG is also a big time known Blood high rank just like Nipsey was a high rank Crip when he was active. But both of them, you know, they still, you know, throw their stuff up, but they are really kind of, you know, veered away from that and been trying to just mold the community. They've been focused on, you know, the good of everybody, not necessarily one side versus the other. And well, me, some some niggas just be on some, you know, some other shit. Well, let me yeah. say this. The um the, the dude that said Buddy came and shook his hand was his business partner who said he was right there. Then he said he ran into the store for a quick second. That's why it's so confusing as to what what actually happened. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't watch the, the footage. I didn't want to see that image of Nipsey. You know what I'm saying? Only as much as he means to the community, that that was just something I didn't want to uh, to watch. But, the, yeah, the guy said that he was right there, and this is one of the dudes who, who've been in the game with him ever since. So it's it's just hard. The details is going to be funny up until until we know the truth. I mean, yeah, we know the truth. Right. Well, I, well, I think we know the truth for the most part, but yeah. I think it's just uh, the truth is really just an act of senseless violence. Um, Facts. The one part that I, I, that all this conspiracy theory about the government, you know, try to assassinate him, this, this, and that, man, 
I call bullshit on that shit a long time ago. I honestly, yeah. honestly, yeah. I well, I do. You don't. I do. Um, but I, honestly, when I got the update and everything like that, I promise you, the first thing somebody was like, "Damn, this got shot." And the first thing I said was, I bet you it's probably some ignorant ass nigga that just felt like they wanted to pull a cop. Unfortunately, that's mm-hmm. the that's the shit that we come through regularly on a regular basis here in our mm-hmm. society is that somebody just feels some type of way and they want to feel like the big man. I want to feel like they pull a cop. And then all of a sudden you see the videos that's and everything it. pulled out. And then and he felt like a big man. And then all of a sudden he like, oh shit, what did the fuck did I just do? He don't realize what I did. Exactly. A lot of people know what I mean. Go ahead, my fault. I was just gonna say, and if and if that's the truth, I don't want to say I don't want to say that I rely on a conspiracy theory, but it just seems like everybody's trying to shit on the possibilities of how wicked this situation could possibly stem from. Which yeah. um, I'm 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 saying let let everybody formulate their own opinions. You ain't gotta believe what 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 uh somebody else say. You know what I mean? Everybody got yeah. their own. Stuff. Yeah, I but mean I, sometimes you know it do fit. It do seem like it fit. Like I mean honestly. Like you said, I did do a little homework on some of the ideas of what could have taken place. Everybody, the first thing they said was the whole his ties to uh, Dr. Sebi. Uh, C- Sebi, Sebi, I don't know how you say it, but I think Sebi Stevie. seems to be. Sebi? Okay, Dr. Mm-hmm. Sebi. And um, all his, you know, I guess you could say, uh, not conspiracies, but the stuff he was doing before his life was taken. And they said Nipsey was bringing light to a lot of his things and actually about to make a documentary in reference to it. And then next thing you know, Nipsey gone. So, I mean, it's it's... It's, I really agree with Watts on this one, on this case, that this mm-hmm. is just some, hey, you in your own hood, you already know. Like, we all have a hood that we've you know, lived in before, and we all feel like if we spent too much time there, it would be Something could happen, yeah. If I'm in Catalina Park, this is just my personal story, if I'm in Catalina Park, there's a little brother to somebody that might have respect for me that don't know me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's going to be like, okay, even if they do know me, they might think that, oh, that nigga think he all that, and he coming back here like he been rocking with us the whole time, when he took that, that little gap away. Fuck him. And then that the hate, you know what I'm saying? It's just so much hate and jealousy that goes into it that it ain't some, I'll beat his ass. It's some, he got to go type shit. It really is the mm-hmm. crab in the barrel mentality. And I think this situation touched home more than any of the others in the last few years, you know. No offense to anyone else that's passed away, you know. Chinks got murked in his hood. You know, a couple cats got like murked in their hood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm sure all of them are saying the same thing. Like, I think the best interview to tie to this Everyone might agree, which is Boosie. Boosie kind of cleared it as day. Like, hey, I would never go back to my hood. Not because I don't mess with them, but that's where most of your hate comes from. The people closest to you, you know, that know you the longest. And then again, we don't know what Nips, you know, got into when he was cripping. He could have been really on some grimy shit back in the day. And the dirt that you do, you can't really just run from that. You can separate yourself from it temporarily. But if you're going to be sitting in your own hood, you have to understand there's a chance that some of that past going to come back. What Tupac said, you know what I'm saying? I forgot the exact verse, but y'all know the verse when he was like, some some bucket that I that I roughed up way back, you know what I'm saying? Like, way Coming back, back you might have somebody. Yeah. yeah, shit like that. So I'm with you, Watson, on that. I think this was just what it was. Some, ar- some arrogant little nigga that knew that he had access to him, and he seen what he had. Nipsey was 100 with him, and he couldn't take it. Niggas are sensitive these days, man. Yeah, niggas is definitely sensitive. That's crazy, man. Damn, it's crazy. Yeah, um, I kind of want to go to a little bit, uh, a little bit what you kind of alluded to a little bit, um, where you know you said that maybe you know his acts of the past uh, may have, mm-hmm. um, you know, done something to trigger somebody, and he felt like he never could have forgave him something like that. But I would yeah. uh, I, like in instances where somebody may have gotten killed, let's just use Tupac for example, because that's probably one of the better, better known artists that we kind of know the facts of that Tupac got into a uh, a fight with a known. A game member right before he got killed, mm-hmm. so that that somewhat could kind of give you a cause and effect. But the thing about this Nipsey killing is more so that it, it's not really no cause for it, and that's what really is fucking up with everybody because yeah. Nipsey was going out and giving back to the city, going back yeah. doing for yeah. the city, giving back, giving jobs to his people, and trying to you know buy back the block like we all um, trying to mm-hmm. preach about all the time and all that stuff. And that's what really affected this affected a lot of people behind this. Um, yeah, I think. You could kind of see how much he was doing, really. Well, even if you couldn't see it, you could kind of see the effect that he had on people because the entire city of L.A., the entire country, really, just kind yeah. of just just started pouring out love for him, and yeah. like they put away that they put away the gang rivalries of the Bloods and the Crips came yeah. together and you know just showed love and embraced everything that he was doing. It was like, damn, you know what? He was putting trying to show us to the bigger path that what we need to be on, and yeah. you know the ignorance yeah. of us as a people. Um, just fucking, you know, 
took this man out of out, out way before he could even get to mm-hmm. where he wanted to be to. You know what I mean? But and you know, it's crazy to to add to what Dre said. That that's what makes something like what Dre said make more sense because some of us, and I'm not speaking for everybody, this might be me speaking for myself, didn't mm-hmm. realize everything he was doing until after he was gone. Now it could be a bigger power that scene where he was working on, and like Dre said, it could have been a bigger a bigger message. Like, hey, it's just get him out of there. That's all. You know, it's just it is it's, it's possible, but of That's course, all. you know, we are living in a conspiracy theory, you know, era where everything we think OD. of, we always think Y'all it's deeper than conspiracy that. Area. It's deeper yeah. than that. It's deeper than that. You know, or we want it to be deeper than that because we do know That's what it is. That's what it is right we now. Do, we do yeah. know there's a bigger power that wants to keep us at the bottom, period. That's just obvious. That's not just a conspiracy. That's facts. The question is, what is that bigger power? And is there an actual person? Is there an actual group? affixed to it or is it just an idea of keep these niggas under us at all costs and the act of this knowing that he was working on something big like they wasn't about that money at the time that man had the president write him you know what i'm saying that's crazy you know what i'm saying well our president fuck that sorry that new shit yeah. but not 45 he had 44 write a personal letter to him and, and the president. You know, lord london you know his kids he, he gave him all the names shout out by name he was very personal with it it wasn't just abroad here's a fallen guy in the hood, but he seen what he was doing and he wrote a letter. I mean, that's pretty big, you know what I mean? Jay, I don't know how true this one is, mind you. These are conspiracies that we're still no, talking about. It's not. not yeah, it's not, not true. true. Don't say so, it. <laughs> it's not don't true. Don't even bring it up. Okay. Mm-hmm. We knew we knew that Jay was a, is a big support behind them as well. So you know, but to see some of the stuff they said and 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 committed to behind Nips says a lot about how important he was to hip hop as well. You know what I mean? Ashley, you can go ahead and say the, the shit about fucking Jay. Go ahead and say that shit about Jay because well, I, this, this is this is heard this is exactly articles. how the how the conspiracy of the Dr. C B shit came around. Basically somebody saw it on Instagram and the shit just went viral. That's really what happened yeah. on all this other That's all it takes. Shit. That's, That's all, all it takes. people don't do their research. So. And if the source is not even credible, but if the source is something that makes your eyebrow eyebrow raise, then it's gonna be re posted or retweeted or re whatever. So what I was getting to that what I was saying, go ahead and say is, allegedly, Jay-Z had put $15 million aside for uh, Nipsey Hussle's kids' trust fund so that way they'll have access to $15 million when they become of age. Yeah. It's not hard to believe, but then again, it's like, you know, again, it goes into, okay, what's that all about? Like, all these people that got killed, all these people that got this going on, and then, like he said, it ties into the conspiracy of, okay, what else y'all do I say about this man? Yeah. Like, yeah. one thing I know for a fact is that man music... Streams increased by like 200 plus percent, and the money that he made from those streams will go to his family. And I hope that is the case. I want to say something about that when, whenever we're done with the topic. About the music? Um, about streams or about the. No, about, about his music. So we can wait till we. I mean, it's on y'all. I mean, we, we, this is a dedication, bro. We already talk, yeah, we talking about Nipsey, Nipsey man. So this is one if you want to go ahead and express it and talk about it, man. Um, but well, I guess I want to go ahead and speak on it a little bit before. We get to the music, so I'm gonna go ahead and just talk, say this now. I know mm-hmm. I'm probably get some backlash behind this man, but and I know mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, were out here putting out the memes or whatever, you know, about you know, I, it's not the fact that I was a Nipsey fan. This is that. I get that. I, I don't really care about it, the fact that he's a Nipsey fan, but I do have a problem that a lot of people are are really mourning for him. Well, not even mourning for him; they're mourning for Lauren because they just feel like the relationship of Nipsey Hussle and Lauren that was just published into like Vibe magazine like a month and two months ago, they feel mm-hmm. like that's what that that's what he was about showing off his girl when he was so much bigger than that, and that's the way uh-huh. I got a, that's why I got a little irritated with people. But at the same time, if you're expressing love and and for him because that was a part of his life, I can't couldn't necessarily get him mad about it. It irritated me at first, but I couldn't get mad about it because that was part of his life. He 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 found his partner Lauren London, and if y'all ever seen if y'all seen the funeral. And y'all seen that text message thread that she they put in the um the memorial thing book whatever it's called. Man, listen, that shit touched my soul, man. I would love to have me have somebody love me like Lauren London. <laughs> like that that message right there, nigga. Like, listen, anyways. But that that's part of his life. So I, it irritated me at first because people were just immortalizing him and for grieving for Lauren London because she lost her partner versus what this man was doing as an individual versus what he was doing for his community, what he was doing for. Shit, not even just for his community. He was trying to do for everybody because he was trying to spread the word and knowledge onto yeah. the next generation. So, but yeah, man. <clears throat> Either way it goes, however y'all expressed y'all uh, emotions for him, man. As long as y'all realized that that the man that he was becoming, the man that he had became, versus what he did in the past, 
and acknowledge him and just and just just take it from there, man. But yeah, Dre, go ahead to what okay. you were saying about his music release. Well, um, actually, let me go. Let me let me piggyback off what you just said. Let's go in this direction because of uh, the things that he did do. It's um, <clears throat> it's 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 amazing for somebody who who was gang banging, who was thugging hard, who was uh, who's been locked up before. You know what I'm saying? And as far as he put it, and, and South Central LA, plain and simple, the things that he did do, it makes you it makes you look back and say, damn, like, can I do all of that? So for one, <clears throat> he was always about ownership, you know what I mean? And, and possible partnership versus being signed to a deal, which he did sign to a deal and everything. But after a while, he just had his mind focused on, you know, I want I want the, the behind the scenes aspects to be mine for, for me to keep. So he owned his masters. He, uh, he came out with the, um, what else did he do? He had a STEM program. I think it's already been developed. It's called Vector 90. You know, STEM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. And he was just pretty much saying that as people, you know, black and brown people who was underrepresented in that, and they need to have those same opportunities. So he he was able to fund these things and help develop them. And um, he was talking with the po he was he was getting ready to talk to the police about. About just trying to see how they could like lower the violence in the city. Yeah, and that There's was a meeting. That was a meeting so, that he was supposed to have the next day that he was meeting yeah. with the city to yeah. uh, you know yeah. try to how to change violence in the city and, and all that stuff. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he was. That's right. Fuck, fuck, I'm talking about. He had the goddamn store. So he, him, and his brother, they had this. They owned the store. He really gives a lot of credit to his big brother too. He said his brother always been a cold hustler. It was his first time seeing a thousand dollars when he was six. His brother was eleven. Mm-hmm. So anyway. He said um, him and his brother, they used to hustle outside the store. So eventually they grabbed one of the stores and then the, the owners was like, the police putting pressure on us to get rid of y'all. And then he, he was like, I give y'all an opportunity to buy the store. So I think his brother yeah. got into this at the um, Celebration of Life. And that's what the hell they did. No, they, they, he didn't buy the store. Strip. You got you to get strip. clarity. He didn't they buy the store. He bought the entire strip. The there, there you go. They bought the entire fucking plaza. <laughs> so... They owned that. They owned the parking lot. They owned all of the stores, and they was creating different, different um, companies within that strip so they could provide jobs and opportunities for the people in the hood. And it was like he was just saying he noticed how people was getting locked up, put away, killed, and it was like we gotta, we gotta go. He was like there needs to be a new protocol. So yeah, man, it's just just an amazing. I always I'm been saying lately that he was the perfect ghetto dude, straight up. Yeah, and um, to kind of keep going uh, with them and kind of talk about his music and everything, amen. when Victory Lap came out last year sometime, you remember, Dre, me and you were having a conversation about how he evolved as a, even as a rap artist to where, he, you know, when he first yes. came, you know, he was talking about the game banging and all that stuff, but you could tell, like, as he evolved, he started rapping about, you know, substance, about giving back to the community, about buying the yeah. block and all that stuff and all that stuff and he if you go back and listen to that victory lap the victory lap album like he pretty much which was his best body of work in my opinion it pretty much lets you know mm-hmm. that he pretty much came full circle however you want to put it um yeah. to just evolve in, in in life in general and yeah. show throughout everything that he did so yeah it's crazy because yeah. also on that album he has a, a song where he talks about you know he got to be protected because somebody from back in the day or somebody that ain't really messed with him in his own hood gonna get him. I'm like, damn, I forgot the verse, but it was like, you like, you kind of called it, but he was pretty much saying he gonna be strapped and ready for that. And it's like, damn, bro, you wasn't that day. You know what I'm saying? Sad enough. Let you know. Yeah. Sad enough. You just, on the intro, oh, yeah. you just said, Tupac of our generation. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't. Did, didn't he? Oh, and, and to give, to add on to, you know, a lot of the, the love and support behind him is crazy because, you know, everyone was waiting for T.I. and what he would say about it. And one of the first things he said, which was, you know, one of the realest things was, why not me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I, I feel like that's the same thing. I'm going to touch me, be in my own hood and whatnot. And if this post is real from what Meek Mill said, he was like, you yeah. know, that's how he going to go. You know, he was they, like, they're going to get me in my own hood. Mm-hmm. They're they going to get me in my hood, but I don't care. I'm, I'm going to keep going in my hood. I got <clears> to. Like, this is just what you got to do. I just hope that what happened here with Nip and his fam, 
I mean, it just it just go uh, to the new generation. I hate to sound like the old guy that keeps saying like new millennials, but as we said, watch these niggas is sensitive, bro. And it's like they really hate to see do well. It ain't even like uh they ain't they ain't doing nothing over there. It's like I hate to see them doing well because life didn't give me the opportunity, or I didn't take advantage of the opportunity life gave me to do what they're doing. So I have to remove them, not do what they're doing, but remove them from what they're doing. That makes me feel better. You know what I'm saying? It sucks these kids are doing and it's usually a young person that's doing it that pretty much just you know it just shows it's these young kids that just don't understand what success is and when they can't get it they got to stop the people around them that are getting it like going to white people neighborhood and do that shit i mean i wouldn't wish evil on nobody but damn you know what i'm saying don't do it that's at all first of all yeah i mean too yeah, i know you fault. i know you on rent but i do want to kind of give you a little heads up man if you can move a little bit to a stronger wi-fi area you are chopping up a little bit, just FYI. But go ahead, man. Keep going. Okay. Well, my bad. <laughs> that's that's really all I got on that. Honestly, it's just that, man, it just sucks because it's it's one too many times it happens. It's going to happen again. We know it. But when does it stop or when do these young kids, even the tough ones, you know what I'm saying, realize that what they're doing is just not right? Like, J. Cole verse was perfect, man. He said the the, the good die and the... um. What he said, the fake ones is lit. The good ones die, the yeah, fake ones is lit. Die, fake ones is Look at lit. you dropping like, some bars. Yeah. Look at you dropping gems today. Okay. You know what I mean? So, I mean, but it's real. Ain't that the but, best thing you might have heard? Yeah. You know, hit but, home until something like this happens. But you know what, though? Um, with what you were saying, you was like, um, what you were saying, why does it have to happen? The crazy, the crazy thing about this is like, not Nipsey, man, because it seemed like he was showing us how to eliminate that stuff. If we take, if we look all across the country, we'll see it's the conditions that people are living in. Um, just recently, I learned the real term is called ghettoization, where people are pretty much restricted to a certain area where they they don't get the most resources, and we know what that is. But we know what it is now. The word is ghettoization. So, anyways, he was providing opportunity, teaching people. Any any interview you listen to, I guarantee you could leave with something saying, "I'm gonna go look that up." I learned some words and nigga was using words like ubiquitous in the, in the interview, like it ain't nothing, you know what I'm saying? But he was just he was just trying to give people a peace of mind in the direction of let's build ourselves up and let's put everybody else in a better condition so they won't have to be no uh, I want what you got, you know what I'm saying? You could you could you could own your own, you can make your own, or you could just come fucking work with us. Yeah, uh, definitely, yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. So this one hurt, man. I ain't gonna lie. This one hurt. This one did hurt, and um, yeah. I want to ask you guys for your particular. I know you've guys probably seen the meme. Where I see uh, people talking about it. You know that. Um, I think it was Davies. I said, you know, he was too young to kind of, you know, feel the death of Tupac and everything. But you know, this one right here, you know, yes, affected him a little bit more because you know he know the situation. He know the circumstance. Yeah. He died at the yeah. age of. He died at the age of thirty three, which is the same age I am currently right now. So mm-hmm. I know y'all niggas are a little older. So you know. <laughs> but how did, what's your question the question is man did this do y'all feel like this one affected y'all a little bit more than Tupac um, I, if there is a death um, a known death that affected y'all more than it, um, this one you want that one you want me to take it first I, I got it I got it uh, yeah to, to me it was the same it was a little different it was a little different in a more positive way because it seems as though Everybody has the same energy. I hate to say that, but the same energy, the same thoughts, the same judgment for Nipsey Hussle's character. Mm-hmm. When Tupac was alive, he he was so many different things. You had to fight through the people that hated him. You know what I'm saying? There was there was footage of him spitting. You know what I'm saying? Flicking <laughs> flicking people off, cussing in in uh, convention meetings and or conference meetings and stuff like that. But Nipsey Hussle was. Everybody said the same positive stuff about him. I, I've heard numerous people say that they didn't know who he was before, but now that they know who he was, who he is, and what he represented, and what he did, actually did, um, they feel bad. You know, they feel the pain. So it's almost like, man, his shit just spread all over the fucking world. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, my, my answer is the same. I say yes, and I mean, the most for obvious reason is the age. Like, I was young when Pac died. Pac died at, what, 96? Mm-hmm. Um, 96, so, which makes me, you know, just barely a teenager. Not even a teenager quite yet. So, And I wasn't even into music as much mm-hmm. at that age. Like, I know a lot of people knew who he was, and I knew who he was, but 
you know, I knew who the radio person was, or I knew Juice, and I knew, you know, certain things like that, but it Very didn't awesome. honestly bother me like that. You know what I'm saying? It didn't. Neither would when Biggie passed, because I didn't have any relationship to them in their lives to say, oh, that won't mess with me. But this one, because I can relate to some of the struggles, like they had old footage of him at uh, like a march before he was even big time. So it wasn't even just him trying to, you know, front and floss as a rapper trying to do these things. He was doing this before he was even making money. He was trying to, you know, change things up a little bit. And you can, we all can, you know, relate to that. We were at Martin Leander's in March or, you know, yeah. we all did our part as we could in the Trayvon or wherever it was we did, you know. Mm-hmm. He did something and it's like, damn, he was just like that, but on a higher scale and he continued to keep doing it. And someone removed him right in the middle of him breaking through to, you know, who knows what. So it bothered me more. And like you said, Watts, I'm 34, saying for a few more days, but I'm 34. <laughs> He's 33. So, yes, the same age and the same cohort as us. It bothered me the same. I mean, it bothered me. Plus, he got kids. I got kids. And it's like, if I was removed from my family, how devastated they would be. Mm-hmm. I know how much my wife loves me and how, how hurt she would be for me to be gone. And I see the stuff he's doing over there. She's probably was infatuated with her dude. Like, man, looked up to her dude. You know, mind you, she's a celebrity as well. But the respect they have for each other, and I've never heard any issues with their relationship. It's just things like that make it just hit home more. Because you can relate to more than just the fact of, Hood nigga dies. Yeah, I knew a hood nigga that died. Again, you know? again, did you did you read the text message thread I told you to read the other day? In, in, from I did. Online? You need to read that shit, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> I just heard. I just seen some memes, and like you said, you know, I hate seeing memes before I really understand what was going on. Plus, like you said, everyone's making this about the relationship and the love behind it. And hey, man, it, it's bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? But you know, people, it takes them two minutes to get over something. And make it try to make fun out of it afterwards, and I mean, that's one thing I hate about. You this. see the shit that they talking about. Some that uh, there's another meme going out talking about some. I, I, I want a Nipsey, but I keep getting offsets or something like that. Wow, <laughs> see what I'm saying? I that's true. not right. That's because yeah, but I mean, you, again, you, you get what just... you attract, man. You get what you attract, and you attract right. offsets, yeah, that offsets. Anyways, anyways, but we'll to make... that, I'm gonna go ahead and answer that question as well, man. Um, at the time that Tupac died, I was a huge Tupac fan. Tupac, like I had all the Tupac albums and everything, so I was on Tupac. I knew Tupac. I I was fucking with Tupac really heavy at that time. But it, to to the point that both of you guys are saying, I was still young. I was still a kid. I didn't mm-hmm. really know much about what was going on. Yeah, I knew that he got into a fight in Vegas, and yeah, I knew mm-hmm. he got shot, but I'm like, damn, why y'all took him so early? This, this, yeah. and that. But I think this one affected me more so differently because I, even though I'm not necessarily a Nipsey Hussle super fan, I was a fan of Nipsey, and I was a fan mm-hmm. of what I know he was becoming because he was doing so much. And I was mm-hmm. like, damn, this man literally was just breaking out to his shit. Even before his yeah. death, he wasn't necessarily in the main public eye. I mean, only a couple people really knew about Nipsey Hussle. I mean, he just got a nod for, you know, um, being rap album of the year last year. But he wasn't out He wasn't out mm-hmm. on everybody's stage. He still wasn't yeah, out doing yes, main exactly. tours. He wasn't out on, he wasn't a mainstream wasn't artist. He wasn't on the radio. He wasn't even, yeah, he wasn't even on the radio. So, mm-hmm. like, but yet and still, I still knew what he was doing. I still knew, what, like, how he, how he affected hip-hop and everything with that Victory Lap album. And then, you know, him trying to go on the Breakfast Club, trying to go on the little interviews, series XM and all that stuff, uh, Shade 4 or 5, and try to, you know, drop some gems to the hood and to the community to let them know, you know, we need to get involved in the real estate. We need to get involved in all that. You can kind of see that he was trying to make it more so of a positive thing. With Pop still at that time, he was still on some fuck him, hit him up type thing out in public. Yeah. In public, yeah. in public Nipsey was on some... We need to bring our community together. Pop was still trying to find himself in the public's eye, where in the private, in private, it ain't no telling what Pop was doing. Yeah, yeah. But he was a good man. Yeah, he was a good man. But Nipsey, you know, we knew preacher. we knew what Nipsey was preaching, and that's kind of what we was was going off of. And that's the real reason why I'm like, damn, he didn't even get to hit full stride before his life was taken away from him on some reckless shit. And that's the shit that fucked me up the most about it. So yeah, I do feel like this one affected us and the entire community, the entire world, a lot more than that. And to keep picky, keep going off of it, you know that it's something serious when you're having your funeral in the fucking Staples Center. Yeah, Staples Center. Only yeah. one other person had their funeral in the Staples Center, and that was Michael Jackson. That was a <laughs> that was a world renowned 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 artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody in the world knew who Michael Jackson was. Mm-hmm. So of course you and would have his funeral in the Staples Center, but for somebody from L.A., for somebody from Swanson. 
from Crenshaw. Slauson. yeah, Slauson Crenshaw to have their funeral in the Staples system, that lets you know that you yeah. obviously was making a big-ass impact in what the fuck you were yeah. doing. And you weren't and even mainstream. They said they gave it a, a victory lap through his hood on the way out, too, just like they did, um, you know, Biggie. I don't know if that's how they did Park as well, but that's how they did Biggie on his way back to, the, you know, to be buried. They did a lap through his hood and whatnot. And I mean, I mean, people think that's cheesy, that's corny. Some people think that's risky, but... I mean, most some of these rappers say that's what they would want. Like, hey, bring me back through one more time, you know. And it's a real mm-hmm. thing. If you that if you that tied to your community, I can't say the same because I'm not that tied to my community back home. But if you're that tied to your community, hey, bring me through. Let them see me one last time, even if it is like this. You know what I'm saying? Let them. That's what I'm asking for. Who knows? That could have been something he asked for. We don't ever know. Yeah, ride me through Forest Edge. You know what I'm saying? The <laughs> whole nobody city. know you in Forest Edge. <laughs> right, nigga. He was in the house in Forest Edge, nigga. Shut up. No, that, you crazy. I used to slam niggas on their neck. Ain't no, but um, it's just a little, it's just a little small circle. That bitch ain't, ain't but so That bitch super small. Take 30 <laughs> seconds to ride you through your city. You'll do it. <laughs> right? You're nah. right. In two minutes, bro. But yeah, man. It, it is. I mean, we. I'm glad we can laugh in the mix of it, but of course we know it's not a funny matter or nothing like that. It's just, it's a real thing, man, and it kind of makes you a little afraid, like, you know, who next? Because as much as this nigga's trying to protect some of our legends, our current legends, our living legends, there's also a bigger power under us that are trying to remove, that just don't see the big picture. They're too young to get it, or they're too too arrogant or too hateful to get it. So they're going to continue to try to bring down some of our great ones. You know what I mean? And Let's I talk about that for a second. Okay. Y'all don't mind. Okay, here um, come conspiracy theory, Dre. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I would just want to say Kodak is is an example of our generation and how they don't they just do shit wrong. Um, y'all know what Kodak did. Oh, so you got to explain it to the people. Shot. You got to explain it to the yeah, people. Let them know what they're okay. talking about. Excuse me. So Kodak Black, man, he he's he just shows how how stupid he could be, um, and and put himself in the middle of fire. You know what I'm saying? He he went on live or whatever and said, Lauren London, I know you grieving. But I give you about a year to get over everything, and then I'll be right here for you. You know, uh, he just pretty much uh, sh- shooted his shot. Can I, can I get can I get some clarification behind that? Because uh, you're saying yeah. you saying what happened, but I want to give like some context behind it. Um, oh, that's the context. No, 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 no. That's not the context. Because let's just let's just keep it a buck. He's okay. he's he's in the studio. He has his Instagram live up recording uh-huh. him. He's not talking to Instagram Live. He's talking to his homeboys. No. So, yes, 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 it is. You got Yes. He's talking to his homeboys. So you didn't see the video. Nope. See, this is this, this is why you shouldn't be <laughs> giving context. All right. Go ahead and watch. I can add on to that too. <laughs> so well, yeah, go ahead. Because so, I, I still got a problem with it, regardless. I mean, you, you should have a problem with it, but yeah, let's give the let's give the proper context where it is. He's in the okay. studio talking to his homeboys, rolling up a blunt. If you know Kodak Black, shit. If you know Kodak Black, I don't follow Kodak Black, but if you know Kodak Black, you cause you know that he goes on Instagram Live and does and just like talk to the people Leave like how rants. like how Anwar does when he go on his live and be like, oh, what's happening, people, and just talking and just I'm chilling. Yeah, yeah, shut up, nigga, shut up. <laughs> just talking and shit. <laughs> so he talking to his homeboys, his homeboys behind him. They rolling up a blunt. As he rolling up a blunt, they having a conversation or something, and he like. Matter of fact, he, matter of fact, he's like Lauren. He talking to his homeboy saying Lauren London's that baby, you know what I mean? Shit, I'd mm-hmm. be the best nigga I could be for her. And he just, this is him mm-hmm. talking to his homeboys. I'd be the best nigga I could be for her. Shit, he, she about to be a widow. Shit, I give a whole, I give a whole year to grieve. And, but, but shit, I'd be the best I could be for her. He's just talking to his homeboys. So we had to get yeah. a proper Even context. Even his boys was him. like chill. Couple boys, he online. But, yeah, he, but he, but exactly, he's online, but he don't care what he's talking about when he's online, when he's on, yeah. on live. He's just talking. He's just having a conversation yeah. with his homeboys. But while we're, why are you talking about it? I, I understand why you're upset. I'm upset too, mm-hmm. but at the same time, let's keep it a buck. There's a lot of niggas out there that's doing yeah, the same, that's having the same thoughts. There's a lot of niggas out there that's having okay. the same thoughts. And, but I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Anyways, go ahead. Um, long story short, it, that's exactly right. Pretty much the exact words you said is what he said. You know, he was like, she a whole widow out here, you know, she, she, she that baby. Oh and her, his homeboys are like, man, chill, kind of, but two things. One, Dre, you're right. He's on his live, which means he knows people are listening. So, in other words, you're not just talking with the idea of nobody's God. nobody's behind you listening. You have your live on. You're not talking directly to it, but you have a recording, because he always does that. Records and you know and goes, we can hear you. Let them comment. Exactly. So, again, he knows that what he's saying, the world is catching to. 
But Kodak's yeah. also one of those, and I don't like to say real nigga, hood nigga, but he's just a hood dude, and this is what niggas talk about. He probably seen death and all that a lot. A lot. Even when buddy when he passed, he was like, "Oh, buddy, uh, what he said, buddy." Oh, they buddy. pulled up on Buddy, or they, or they something. Old oh, Buddy. I didn't got even know something. Old Buddy. He just basically didn't call. He he didn't yeah, yeah, say his name. He just called like Nipsey Old Buddy. Nipsey ain't nobody. Like oh, talking buddy, his they, lingo. They, they would say they touched Buddy. Yeah, they touched Old Buddy. Like, yeah, just like he's that. talking like, his just, lingo. That's it. But uh, that's the thing. I'm just thinking about us in our twenties. You know what I'm saying? Talking, drinking, whatever. We might say some ignorant stuff. We don't got social media behind us in our twenties like they do now, and we're not on a higher level like they are. But I'm sure we've said some ignorant things. So I'm not like I hate him for it. I never really was a fan of him. You guys know that. You can go back to episode one through about ten when y'all tried to force Kodak on me. I don't like Kodak, you know. But um, you did like him for like two episodes though. Short, like you said, he just um, some things just need to not be said. You know what I'm saying? I don't care how old you are, how young you are. Some things just don't need to be said. Or you just make sure you just hey turn my live off before I say some ignorant shit. But then again, this is Kodak Black. Why are we surprised? We're not, but, I mean, us three are not, but why are people surprised? Kodak Black is a representation of the, the generation that we talking about right now. Yeah, that's what, that's what you're getting into. Even, even to his, to his uh, being a hood nigga, you know what I'm saying, to all the benefits of the doubt we could throw him, there's a disconnect of what you should do and what you mm-hmm. shouldn't do between these young niggas. You know, I see these young, I see these young men. Mm. When I'm on my job, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't gonna call them young niggas while I'm on Nigga. But um <laughs> some <laughs> of the things plug it they, in for them later. <laughs> <laughs> but the, some of the things that they say, I could just I just know. I know where you get that from. I could tell where you get it's somebody who's letting you do this crazy shit, this shit that you think is so hard that you think you belong to, this this way, this lifestyle. That's putting this shit in your head like it's all good, but it's not all good. And if you don't got nobody that's telling you, try your best not to go to jail. Try your best not to get killed out here. You know what I'm saying? And and obey the rules. Don't be cussing all loud and crazy in front of old people. Don't do certain things around women. Don't do certain things around kids. You know what I'm saying? Just think of when Rich Homie was smoking and his child was right there and he was on live. And he wasn't thinking about it, but that's the disconnect. So it's it's the responsibility of the generation before them to get that through their head. We had OGs. We had niggas that'll that'll buck up to us if we was out there, you know, acting all crazy. I had all them thug ass niggas telling me, no, go to school, apply to all of them, cause you was smart. You know what I'm saying? And they don't have that. They just got a bunch of young niggas, fake OGs, yeah. that's letting them go buck wild. I wanna make it's a good. I wanna go make ahead. a couple points. Um one, I don't think that he realized that he was on live because he does the shit all the time. So I think he was just okay. really just having a general conversation and just, you know, once he got offline, people started hitting him. That's when he was like, oh, fuck, or some shit like that. I honestly just think he was just being a fucking, like Dre said, one of these young generation ass niggas who don't respect their people, uh, don't respect their elders and just was just talking how he want to talk. One, these niggas just don't respect nobody older than them. Uh-huh. Don't respect nobody, period. Fucking don't respect nobody, period. Two, um, also to Dre's point, it's just a generational thing. Like these little niggas don't mean no disrespect when they saying, oh boy, I don't know shit like that. These niggas just don't don't let just don't have the intellect to, to try to kind of you know say it properly, I guess. I don't know what it is. I just think it's home that training young, yeah, home articulation. training, articulation. <laughs> it's just that young nigga, it's just that young nigga mentality, especially being a hood nigga. Hood niggas they call everybody old boy. <laughs> you call you yeah. call your daddy old boy. That's your old boy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, sure. it don't really I don't, I don't really find him at fault like that. But I do want to sit here and say for niggas like uh, TI, the game, and all them niggas that had went out and called him on Instagram live on Instagram. Or whatever out on Instagram, them niggas are jumping down to these young niggas level when they call them out on Instagram. Shit, you got this nigga phone number, call that nigga up and try to check that nigga, let that nigga explain to that nigga why he's wrong. I don't really like where they go on Instagram and they try to call a nigga out just for no reason. I was respect them more for giving me a call, explain to a younger person who don't know no better why you why they are in the wrong. Um, just to kind of get some context behind that, Ti the game. Um and shit. Was it Tank? Tank. 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 They all went on Instagram live. Tank did it respectfully. I could give it Tank, but all the mother niggas was like, nigga, yeah, you yeah. fucking up. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. you need to go ahead and you know, dead that shit, you know, fuck that, this, this, and that. 
and adding fuel to the fire. Yeah, he had to say some ignorant shit, but at the same time, these young niggas say ignorant shit every fucking day, every fucking minute, every fucking interview they do. Explain to these yeah. young niggas to help them niggas grow. That's what I would yeah. would have liked to see. But, You're yeah. right. but like, like you said, they jump. They some of them jump right to it. Like Ti, he didn't say too much. He was just like, you know, hey nigga, chill. Like no one else gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Chill, you know. And like you said, Ti could have picked up the phone. I can't say he don't got the man up. I'm pretty sure he has a way. He to could get it though. Kodak. Yeah, thank you. I'm pretty sure he has a way to contact Kodak. But I know Tip is one of those. He knows that his uh, connection is is that is based like that. Or he feel like shit. Kodak, that's how you get your shit off. It's online. Kodak ain't picking up the phone. He probably won't even answer the phone. Like when the, the situation went down with Lil Wayne, and everybody was jumping down Wayne throat about him saying he never experienced racism. And Tip went on this big-ass rant talking shit about Wayne. But then he also said, y'all can't do that. I can't. I know Wayne. Wayne, my partner. He said, I could have went about a different way and picked up the phone and contacted Wayne, but everyone that's a fan knows Wayne isn't one of the people you just call. But see, this you, is... It's, this- it's like a... It's a Wayne ain't. Oh, that, Wayne he ain't was a, wrong for that. He ain't, but at the same time, though, man, Tip right. Tip Tip is doing a, I, honestly, and I and I fuck with Tip. I love Tip. Don't get me wrong, but I do feel like Tip is doing this shit. Tip is kind of doing this shit to kind of get a little bit of the public eye as well, because he doing this shit out in public. And when yeah, you could go see them niggas. You could see these. You could literally go see these niggas. I think he saw Lil Wayne maybe like a week after or something like that. Yeah. So like. You could literally go see these niggas. You could literally go talk to these niggas, explain to these niggas, but at the same time, you putting shit out on social media yeah. ain't going to help the shit situation. You know nah, I man? know. And it was emotionally based, too. Emotionally based, which means the first reaction is, that pissed me off. I'm going to get that shit off my chest. It's you know, that's probably, that was probably his little thing right there. Plus, we know this is the era of, if you don't address it in the first, shit, 12 hours, not even 24 hours, this mm-hmm. shit old. You know how many times I text you something watching what you say? Nigga, that shit was yesterday. You'd be dead serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, right. So, you're right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, again, so I know the people always want to be the first. I hate that, too, about right now. You always want to be the first to deliver some bad news or the first to say that you knew the shit or the first to say that you've seen it, you know, or whatever it is. First to say that you got it, whether it's some shoes or something. That's what they do right now. So even God being older than us, barely, you know what I'm saying, still has innovated into, you know, living like the young niggas. Got to be mm-hmm. the first to address that shit. I got to be the first to touch that shit. You know, the, the Gucci thing, the, the Gucci thing with the turtleneck. I got to be the first to say I don't fuck with them. H&M, I got to be the first to say I don't fuck with them for the whole, uh, you know, monkey thing. You know, whatever it is, you got to be the first to say you addressed it and let you be the first one that had started that and everybody kind of feed off your shit. Yeah, he took so, he took that position. Yeah, so again, and I guess maybe he don't got enough respect for Kodak to call him up. He probably like, fuck him. I'm just going to say this shit like this. And I pretty you pretty much see that Kodak ain't got the same respect for him either, you know. Yeah, so I don't know. Kodak but, he say anything yeah. about anybody on his songs. He 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 jumping wrong at Young and May. He say Master P tried to son him. Yeah. I just think Kodak make these choices to to. I don't want to sound like I'm Mr. Professor Man, but just like or Mr. Pastor, but to submit his will to the ignorant shit. Man, clout chasing, like J. Cole said on. Nah, bro. I think Kodak really yeah. believe that shit, bro. I think Kodak really feel that shit. I just think. Because Kodak don't. He don't, know, he don't know no like better. That. He don't know no better. Yeah. Kodak don't talk like that. Kodak make his stuff talk like that. Nah, I don't know, bro. Every time I seen Kodak, every time I heard from Kodak, every interview I heard from Kodak, he talked like that, bro. Go back to when his first shit. He sound regular. He sound clear. Sound like a regular ass Florida boy. Now he. Ever since he did that goddamn lock jaw with French Montana, he don't want to unlock his fucking jaws. So. Right, bro. Hey, I don't cocaine, follow enough of Cocaine a hell of a drug, my nigga. <laughs> that part. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, like, like got mercy Cole said him. on that last, on that last, on what's it called? Middle child, middle whatever. And yep. he was saying something about, you know, if I do anything, it ain't, it, it ain't going to be for clout chasing. Bounce back. be to sell nothing. I think that's what a lot of these young niggas do. They want to keep themselves relevant by just saying shit because people going to continue to follow them. And continue to go like true enough. I mean, it, it works, but it's just what it is right now. But I want to stay relevant. I want to keep it on the Ti joint. Allegedly, uh, well, not allegedly. Um, shit, I guess it's not alleged. But Ti apparently is working on a disc record for Kodak. This is another no. reason why I have. <laughs> this is another reason why I have problem problem <laughs> with, with the shit that Ti is yeah, doing. I like he you. bringing attention to the shit for the wrong reasons. One, he already he already scrubbed the shit out of the trap museum. Okay, cool. You scrubbed the shit out of the trap museum. You felt some type of way. Cool. And now you're trying to create a disc record for what? Don't nobody want to he hear going, no Kodak. He's going to school him. Don't nobody want to hear no T.I. and Kodak disc record or disc beef or whatever, nigga. Whatever the fuck, man. Anyways, man. Yeah, he's going to school him, man. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but 
Continue with what you were saying, though. Yeah, let's uh, the celebration of life. Let's talk about his celebration of life. Did y'all watch it? Yeah. I did not watch it. I saw some clips, but I'm going to let Dre go ahead and break this one down. I promise I'm not going to take forever, y'all. Take forever. Um, Beautiful ceremony. Um, Started out with with them playing his music. Uh, What's her name? Marsha Ambrosia. She did a tune. Shout out my Janae, baby, my baby Janae Iko. Janae Iko, yeah, <laughs> she did a tune. Uh, Anthony Hamilton, Stevie Wonder, his mom came and spoke. Which um, there was a video of his mom when she kind of first uh, made a video, but when she was first put on the scene about her thoughts of everything, they did a beautiful libation. They 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 did a practice that's is, is heavy in the Yoruba. Yoruba followers and um, also some some individuals who who know about a con tradition. These are African ancient African traditions, where you you um you just call on the, the you you see death differently. You call on the ancestors. You know that you it's, I I see it as your guardian angels. Your guardian angels are your ancestors. Okay, so they just call them and say you know help us transition to be a good one. Um, mother spoke by herself. Father spoke by himself. Um, Black Sam was his brother, who was the guy that he looked up to. Um, I can see why he gets as much respect as he do, because you can just see it in his presentation that he just seemed like a solid dude. Lauren London, she gave her respects. His little sister gave gave her respects. YG Snoop, and um, I was just I was just glued, man. I was glued to it, man. Uh, the videos of him when he was young. One thing about Nipsey, um, he talks about his trip to Africa, which really changed his perspective on a lot of things. So I think that really enlightened him. For those who don't know, he's from Eritrea. His people are from Eritrea, which is like east of Ethiopia. Um, you know all them fine as Ethiopian girls and um, Eritrean women. But anyways, so um, the, the the ceremony, you 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 just get a lot of context. You get a lot of footage of him when he was young, like a kid, pictures and stories that his brother told. It was just, I ain't gonna front, it was just fucking beautiful, man. It was it was one of the best ways for a guy like him to go. Yeah. Gotcha. That's yeah, pretty man. tight. It does make me want to go, you know, watch it. And not, I mean, it wasn't it's nothing against it, I just didn't watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah the only reason I didn't watch it because I was at work and um, I was actually doing some traveling for work because I didn't really have any capability of watching it, doing some trends and all that stuff. Um, but uh, following up, I mean, Drake, spoke about it. I mean, YG came out, he done a speech as well. Uh, Snoop Dogg, he did a speech as well about how they first met when he was um, rolling up a blunt on his CD and shit that he didn't listen to. <laughs> but the shit was funny, man. The shit was good, man. But I want to go ahead and speak about even his son giving a speech um, and he's staying just strong as well as with Lauren London and her speech by sharing some of the text messages that they had that she sent to him um, a couple days prior to his death. Uh, was just a real emotional and everything, man. And I, I, I go back and read the fucking uh, whatever the fuck the, the, the funeral outline, whatever the fuck the shit called, and the read obituary. that text message. Yeah, the obituary. Go ahead and read the obituary that Lauren London had placed in the, in the book, man. That shit is just real touching, man. That lets you know mm-hmm. that they had really had some real love for each other, man. And uh, I, I know I've said I felt some type of way that if people were just trying to you know, just basically place yeah, his relationship good. for that their relationship as Nipsey and his legacy when it was so much more, but at the same time, that was part of his legacy. So I can't be upset about it because their relationship was a strong uh, a relationship that I would love to have. And it's and a the king future, and a queen. A king and a queen. Um, as far as black families go, you know, raising each other to bringing two families together and all that stuff because he had his own children, she had his own children, and them coming together and work together, man. It was it was definitely something beautiful that um, I think that us as a, as a people should admire as well. So I didn't want to make sure I get some clarity behind that, man. And also after the um, the funeral at the Staples Center, man, uh, as, as Anwar said, they gave him his victory lap throughout the tour, throughout the city of L.A. and everything. And you could just see his daughter riding around with the window down, his mama, turned up to his music, getting live the entire ride around time, man. And that shit was so beautiful, man. And the uh, the outpour of love for Nipsey didn't just wasn't just in L.A. It spread it out from... L.A. to mm-hmm. New York to Florida and all that stuff where they having the candlelight visuals 
everywhere, everywhere. Shit, matter of fact, right now, mm-hmm. shout out to my dog Ronnie down in Orlando. They have one in Orlando right now as we recording this podcast. They had one in New York. They had one in Detroit. They had one in Chicago. Well, even all the game members just came out to the candlelight visuals and just basically paid their respect to Nipsey and all that he was working for and all he was striving for, man. So, um, nice. that's it, I, I think that was great love, man, and I think that's something that we should continue to embrace, not just the love for Nipsey, but to embrace what he was trying to do and embrace the love for each other going forward. And I want to ask y'all this. Do y'all think that that's going to last? Do y'all think that the love that we're showing for each other at this current moment in time is going to continue going forward? Um, let's see. I guess I have to understand what you mean by that. You mean you mean if more people fall, are we going to show the same love to them as, no, you know, no, once they're no, gone? Or you no, mean like continue... About- you mean what he did? Are we gonna still like stay in this heartfelt loving each other moment? Is what you mean? Yeah, as far as embracing, okay. uh, as far as embracing them brothers, as far as fuck all the gang shit, fuck all the violence. We all need, we all in this shit together. No, we don't want to say fuck all the gang shit, but fuck all the violence. I feel you don't want. No, I don't think it's gonna last. I think that fuck all the gang shit. Is, <laughs> I think all it's gonna take is one, um, one bullshit thing to happen, whether it's a. I hate to use his name, but we were just talking about him. A Kodak episode, say something crazy or or something, and then we back to hating each other. It's always one episode after the next. He had so much positivity behind him that we could not help but to see the best of him. You know what I mean? That's what makes him, his passing you know, so iconic versus the passing of maybe somebody else who we didn't see as much positivity and whatnot about. But I don't think we're going to carry on to this. I think we're going to move on to it like every other trend. I think, I mean, don't don't laugh when I'm about to say this, but I think Avengers is about to come out. Our, our focus is going to be on something like that. Then I think something else is going to come out, and our focus is going to be on that. So I don't think we're going to stay in this whole lovey-dove, you know, we love each other thing, you know. If one of us do good and someone hates you, he's still going to come after you, you know. It just sucks. It, it, it's a harder fix than this, than it's just that. It's just good to see that we know how to come together. We just don't know how to stay together, you know what I'm saying? So, no, I don't think it'll stay. Um, to be honest, Nipsey, Nipsey had, a, had like, the mind of the older OGs that I remember. Some of the older folks that I talked to when, um, when I was up in Rochester, New York, and shit like that. Some of the older niggas ahead of, ahead of us when we was little jits in the hood. Plus two, can you get your leg out of the view of the video? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, niggas, man, they 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 did their thing. Nipsey was Nipsey was out there in the streets, you know what I'm saying? But he changed his life around, and it's a lot of niggas out there that that was out there thugging, and they they see it really ain't no end to this shit. And of course, the two ways that, that people always say so fucking cliche, dead or in jail. But my my third thing is strung out or snitching on niggas. You know, the fourth thing is strung out or snitching on niggas. You know what I'm saying? So there are people out there that all over the fucking country that want what Nipsey, uh, or they want to do what Nipsey did, but he just had everything he needed. He had the resources to put it together. You know what I'm saying? He met. The people, Gary V, y'all know Gary V, Gary Vanichuk, one of the one of the most um uh radical financial independent type of dudes out there. You know, these were his friends, like people that loved this nigga, because one of the first I think I'm getting way off Anyway, <clears throat> I think <laughs> it's gonna continue. I think it's gonna because man, I'm just trying to trying to bring it all together. But I think it's gonna continue. But it just ain't gonna be broadcast. It ain't. It ain't broadcast. It's only broadcasted because he passed. I think the love is is still gonna be there. Niggas gonna be killing each other. You know what I'm saying? But I think this is gonna make people say, "Let me put the work in." Like, just 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 build something in his name. Build a mentor program. His name is Aramis Astagon. You know what I'm saying? Build something in his name. Aramis Foundation or Aramis Legacy or. Put your best foot forward. Like, watch his interviews, man. Watch his interviews and, and get some of his game, man. And put that shit to work. It's watch possible. Him, watch how many babies going to be named black, after him now. And I even get funny. So it's you feel- possible black people hate themselves. If we could get to that, then we could figure out the real reason. Why so you do feel, but you do, it sounds like you do feel like 
that nothing that, that is nothing's going that is not going to last, but you do feel like it's going to fuel a change. Yeah, yeah. There's this thing that I read a long time ago. It says in order for your in order for your mission to actually be felt by the world, like blood has to hit the ground. Yeah, unfortunately, like blood has to shit. Unfortunately, I agree with you on that. Unfortunately, because yeah. that's yeah. that comes to the point that we always say, you know that. People don't appreciate you until you're gone. So, yeah. and, you mm-hmm. know, we that we should start giving other people the flowers, style legends, their flowers while they're here. Christmas so maybe this is over. like Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and all of them. After they get killed, you know, we we get it. You know, I think we get it. But we just got to do something about the hate, the hatred, and the ignorance. Man. Yeah. Question is, what you know? I mean, just got to do for your community, do for do for your brothers. Yeah, I mean, just, right. and try to and yeah. try to pass it down to the next generation. I mean, so. Well, and that's kind of where I go to the point again, you know, where T.I. could be an example to a Kodak where, you know, you could try to embrace that brother in and try to help lead him into the, uh, a better direction. But, you know, that's yeah. just my opinion. You know, my opinions don't matter. Anyways, <laughs> do we have any other closing thoughts, man, about Nipsey, man? This is a dedication. We're about, about, uh, we're about at an hour right now, man. So do we have Yeah, let me just thoughts? say mine. Um, hey, again, I wasn't a Nipsey fan as far as music. And I don't mean I didn't like him. I just never followed his music. I didn't know anything about him. Except, um, honestly, I probably was introduced to the name itself through the podcast with you guys telling me about mixtapes dropping and whatnot. But um, just a little bit I learned about him in the last few weeks gives, gives me hope. You know, although I did say I don't think we'll keep this positive energy, it gives me hope that we do, that we do know how to love each other. You know what I'm saying? And at some point we'll get to the you know, bottom of that. R.I.P. to Nipsey. He was gone too soon. We'll talk about him for a while, you know. Um, there may never be another person like him, but... Um, Hey, if anybody lost them, you know, RP to your family, whatnot too. But this was pretty deep. I'm, I'm glad we were able to come together and make this episode specifically about him. It's not too late. This happened a couple of weeks ago and it's still fresh. You can't turn on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, nothing. And the first thing you don't see is Nip or the marathon continues or something of that nature. So that's my final thoughts on that. Yeah, man. Dre? Yeah, um, I guess I can say. Well, I do, I do got one for today, just to let you know hip hop history and shit. But um, well, you should have told us that before we started, nigga. Too late now. <laughs> oh, okay, well, let me let me get my shit off then. Um, Nipsey Hustle, uh, uh, Nipsey Nipsey Hustle. I was a fan of his, but I didn't listen to his music when I I thought I had more time. And I've said this several times about different artists, like. I'm going to check them out. I just ain't get to them yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And this one hurt me because I kept saying, I'm going to get the Nipsey. And then now I go back and, and listen to his shit. I look, uh, half of his, his catalog is the shit that I fuck with, the sound of the music. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He came out with that class. And I say this is my favorite hip-hop class of the new generation. Riz, Currency, Drake, Wale, all of them niggas. And they, a lot of them went independent and they worth millions now. You know what I'm saying? So... Nipsey, he was a he was a one of a kind motherfucker, man. If you look at all of his his documentaries and what the hood got to say about him, it's all good shit. He was real, he was solid. They called him Thundercat because he'll fight your ass too. You know what I'm saying? And neighborhood Nipsey, so you know, rest in peace. And I hope I hope that his that his his uh his mission is felt and people actually go educate themselves because the things that he talked about and all his different issues in, in his different interviews. It's something that make you say, why don't I know that? Let me go look this up. For the motherfuckers that's smart, you know you could carry a group of people on your back. Get off your ass and do it, man. Stop sleeping. All right. Yeah, man. I want to go ahead and, you know, give my little two cent real quick. It's going to be real, real, real quick. Uh, I mean, I think Snoop kind of said it best, man. You know, uh, Nipsey kind of was out here, you know, doing for the community and trying to, you know, preach for a change. And I think Snoop said that. Snoop said it best on his Instagram where, you know, he said that, you know, that change is coming. He, he see the change happening now. Um, I, I don't know if the the love and everything is going to continue. I would hope it would. But, of course, you know, I don't um, I don't believe in you niggas. <laughs> when I say you niggas, it's the ignorant motherfuckers that I'm talking about because, um, um, unfortunately, we live in a generation where um, there's – we live in an era where there's more of the Kodak Blacks than there are more of Nipsey's out there. Um, and um, I want I want that change to keep going, and I but I do feel like a Nipsey message about educating yourself and learning more 
I feel like that is something that's going to keep going more because people are going to try to reach out more and do their research about different things, about helping the community and all that stuff. Um, we see it now even with Meek Mill going back, you know, doing for his community, uh, T.I. going out doing for the community, other rappers, um, especially Train the Truth, um, yeah. people, out, people outside of their community, they're, they're doing for their community and people want to do for the community. But I think uh, the that Nipsey is preaching the education part a little bit more, and I didn't think that's going to continue going forward, man. Um, again, and ownership, uh, and ownership, and again, a legacy, a legacy that has was was taken from us too soon. But I do think it's a legacy that's going to continue to live on, man. So, mm -hmm. yeah, man. So let's go ahead and wrap this thing up and run on these social media outlets, man. Drizzy Mo, man, holla at the folk. It's your boy Dre, aka Drizzy Dre, aka Rest in Peace to Neighborhood Nip Thundercat Nipsey Motherfucking Hustle, man. We really appreciate all the shit you did, even if it was um, overlooked while you were here. Uh, you can holler at your boy on just underscore Dre underscore LRB, but don't worry about it because I ain't doing shit on there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Two, man. Holler at him. All right. Y'all know this your boy, Anwar, a.k.a. Plus Two, a.k.a. Big Puko. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at AnwarW underscore 357. That's A-N-W-A-R-W. Underscore three five seven, and I'm still on Facebook. I just haven't um put the app back on the phone, and it's just Anwar Williams Watts. Close us out. Yeah, man, this your boy Watts. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at w a t t s number four. That's w a t t s four, and you can hit up the locker room banner podcast crew on both Instagram and Twitter at l r banter four zero seven. That is l r b a n t e r four zero seven, and from the locker room banner podcast crew. Wow. Plus patience to some more of my sacrifice. I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting. Told you that I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I've been saying. Dedication. Dedication.